welcome to another episode of Stronger, Healthier, and Happier, the official podcast of Hill Family Chiropractic. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, as always, is Dr. Jared Hill, chiropractor, CEO, founder of Hill Family Chiropractic. Today, we're going to be continuing our series on being stronger, healthier, and happier. Thank you so much for listening to our uh, to our, our podcast. And um, and I said stronger, healthier, and happier. I meant the better results faster. It's the three <laughs> words. This, the whole show is being stronger, healthier, and happier. The series is the better results faster. When you get better results faster, you're stronger, healthier, and happier. That's exactly right. And to get better, strong, stronger, healthier, happier, you have to get, have to better, get better results. And get them faster, it's, right? It's better. But anyway, so we, uh, we've talked a lot. This is the ninth uh, episode on this topic. Wow, nine episodes. We've talked a lot about, we talked about Dr. Hill and where he kind of came from and the story of him becoming a chiropractor. We talked about what, you know, what this is, what this practice of chiropractic is all about, uh, how we treat uh, uh, the issues that, that come up in people's lives, the, the, the things, the three T's we talked about, the thoughts, traumas, and toxins. Uh, we went through a whole bunch of different stuff, and today we're going to talk about when to get checked out. When to get checked out, right. To see if you have a subluxation. We talked about subluxations. I wanted to start with a question like we've been doing. So quick, just to interrupt. Yeah. Because um, I like to do that a lot with you. It's fine. Yeah, but, That's fine. That's no, good. But uh, subluxation, just as a reminder, a subluxation, for those this might be your first time viewing in, we've talked about it in the past, but a subluxation in a... A uh, quick summary is when the spine is not functioning well, right, and it causes an interference to the nerves being able to communicate and, and uh, that transmission of information, that nerve strength and energy running, running through our nervous system. Our nervous system controls and coordinates our health and our energy and how we feel and everything. And when you have a subluxation where the spine is not working right, it can cause a damage and interference in the nervous system, which is not allowing that communication to work through there. So... That's good clarification, just to kind of, if you're the first time tuning in to this episode, or, or you, you haven't listened to the podcast before, or you're just, it's a lot, of, a lot of info we've gone over in the last eight episodes, so just to recap that, that's really helpful. And uh, so the question I was going to ask to, to kind of uh, piggyback off of that, as far as subluxation, what, is there any habits you know of that you do that cause subluxation for you and cause this like issue that causes you to have to get checked out and get chiropractic care more often. Any habits you have that cause that? Uh, a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Our daily lives, um, any work that I'm doing on the computer, I find myself not having po uh, perfect posture, sure. right? So, um, and I'll find myself checking my phone and, and responding and I'm down here like this and then I'm typing out a mess. I'm like, ah, you know, you got to bring that, yeah. bring that phone and upright. And, you know, those are just a couple of things that happen regularly throughout the day. Um, but then also when we're adjusting patients, I'm right-handed. So there's certain adjustments that I, um, feel more confident, comfortable at doing on one side of the table. So there's just different postural yeah. positions that we do regularly. Um, uh, and then just another one is sometimes how we sleep or, or sit or like when I'm, when I'm driving, I, uh, have a tendency to put my car in drive and I'll lean my right elbow on that center console and have my left hand over on top of the steering wheel and, um, I find myself kind of kinked over to the side. So I have to always be conscious and aware of like getting my hands back on the wheel and, yeah. and straightening up because there's just, just things that we'll all do personally that, um, that's just to name a couple of little examples that just are daily habits that we sure. can, um, uh, run into that start creating a stress or an imbalance in my posture and ultimately causing stress to my spine. 
Yeah. Well, that's a lot. I don't think I'm going to share mine because you had so many. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, mine was, I'm the same. I, my, the computer is a big one for me. I spend a lot of time sitting in front of a computer, whether I'm working on spreadsheets or, or you know, just editing audio or video or working or having fun. Some, I, I sit at the computer to play games to have fun too. That's part of my, my recreation. So, but I, I tend to, for some reason, I tend to like kick my chair over to the left lean my left elbow on the armrest of my chair and then reach really far over to the mouse and click around that way. It's, it's a weirdest position, but I find myself in that position all the time, especially at home in my big old desk chair I have at home. And uh, I'll realize I've been sitting, you know, working on a website build or something for an hour and a half sitting the exact same way. And then I'm, uh, I just feel all stiff and I have to stand up and move around. And um, yeah, so that, that's definitely one that is very common for me. Uh, plus sleeping on my stomach, waking up going, ah, I've been on my stomach. Why yeah. did I sleep on my stomach? Because my neck, I, I turn my head and, you know, turn your neck as far as you can to the left and keep it there for about eight hours and see how you <laughs> feel afterwards. That's exactly right. how I feel when I get, up, get out of bed some mornings. Sure. So yeah, there's things like that that I don't even, I don't even know if I can control the sleeping one other than just starting off in the right position and getting better sleep so I'm not moving around as much, but... Uh, yeah, so there's yeah, a lot. There's, there's a lot of things that I think that most people do in their lives um, that they're unaware that how that can, uh, you know, start creating tension yeah. and stress in um, their posture and their spine, and ultimately cause subluxations. Right, and we talked about the traumas in the previous episodes, and this is one of the, a great example of the micro trauma. Right, there's the little things that just over time cause the damage that we're talking about, and so having to find subluxation and kind of gone over some of our personal habits, some of you may hear yourself echoed in those habits, some of you listeners that you're like, oh yeah, I do the same thing. Or you're thinking, well, here, how about this thing that I do that is just is even worse, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, we, all have, we all have our things. And, but, uh, so we're going to talk today about when you should get checked to see if you have a subluxation. Right. Because, uh, because you know, there's no way to know, because we talked already, again, about you don't, you don't feel a subluxation all the time, right? You can't right. feel in your spine that something's not in alignment. And so you, don't, you have to be checked to know that it's there and to, to, for it to get cre- corrected. And so... And just to kind of on a point on that is, as you say that, a lot of people will be, that, um, will be arguing, no, I can feel it when I've got a problem. Because yeah. like, a lot of patients will come in like, I felt exactly when it happened or I felt it which you definitely can feel the effects from that over time. And sometimes like when you lift wrong or you do something, it can, it can trigger or cause something to have an immediate response. But what we're talking about, a majority of subluxations are gradual things that occur over time that we, uh, that build up. So, um, and knowing that only 10% of the nerves in your body tell you how you feel just like a cavity in our teeth or cancer in our body, there's things that can be going on in our body um, that we don't feel. So it's yeah. just kind of important to kind of like distinguish. Yeah. That. And, and sometimes people say, I've heard people say like, I don't need to be told when I need an adjustment. I can feel it. I know it. And, and sometimes you're not feeling it until Gets it's gotten later so bad. Yeah, and it's exactly. a later stage. It's been an issue for a lot longer than you felt sometimes since childhood. We've covered right. that a little bit too. So my question is who's able, who can help us, who can locate a subluxation and correct it for us? Like what profession? Yeah, who can do that? Well, the uh, do you know anybody personally who can do that? I might know a couple people, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, when it comes to a subluxation yeah. and correct, detecting and correcting a subluxation, chiropractors is the only profession that legally can detect and correct a subluxation. Now, there are other professions that can um, detect and um, work on uh, manipulating the spine to actually get better function in the spine. Um, and that's there's a distinction between a manipulation which is manipulating the spine or mobilizing the joints, things like that, to improve it. Well, those can have benefits, no doubt. Um, but it's there's a distinct difference between a chiropractor that is designed, you know, our purpose to detect and correct a subluxation because we're not, our purpose isn't to just get mobilization to decrease inflammation or to help the joint be healthier. Our, our number one purpose is to remove the interference in the nervous system so that way the brain can communicate to the body and the body back to the brain in that feedback loop system and work on correcting and stabilizing that pathway so our body can function at its best, not for just a temporary pain relief, but for long-term and being able to be more adaptive and resilient to whatever we have and whatever we have going on in our life. Great. Okay. So, so the chiropractor is the one that can do that and correct it. And it's very different than some other things that we may hear of, sure. of people going to somebody else for their, for their back problem or their back pain. And typically are those other, the other, like you're talking about, and I, I don't know what exactly uh, profession well, that would be. Well, like give an example would yeah. be a, a physical therapist okay. or they have, they can do some extra training, osteo uh, paths. They have some extra training where they can do um, manipulation in different joints and the spine and, and things like that to increase mobility and, they have some extra training, which can help patients and people in those ways. It's just a, there's a difference in what the ultimate goal is. I see. Okay. And so, so the big difference is the actual correction through the correction through the chiropractic adjustment is a very different approach than what those other professions do. So a chiropractor is the only one that is legally allowed or, or trained to locate or detect and correct subluxation. Correct. Um, so when do people typically at our office say not not the ideal patients like me <laughs> who've been doing it a long time and know you know the routine but like when somebody first comes into our office or they're at the beginning of their four month you know corrective care plan which we call which we can maybe do an episode series where we go over what our care plans are all about that might be interesting sure anyway but um but yeah we we they're going through their first care plan where they're correcting some some issue that they've got going on what's their attitude typically on when they should come in and get and get checked. When do people typically decide they need to get to the office? Well, that to answer that question, I'll ask you, what do most people base their health on? I know the answer to this question. <laughs> it's how they feel most right, of the time. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very common, but most people, they'll, if I don't have anything going on that's bothering me, then yeah. why go get checked, right? I mean, right. it makes sense if you don't know mm-hmm. that there's things that could be going on, right? Yeah. And so in general, the majority of the largest percentage of patients uh, coming in is they've had something not only that's been bothering them, but it's, it's been bothering them. Nothing else is working. The ibuprofen, the Tylenol, or the medications, or the stretches, and everything else. is Nothing else is working. It won't yeah. go away. They finally work their way in <laughs> to, uh, Last uh, resort. <laughs> uh, to see maybe the chiropractor will be able to help me, right? Yeah. Um, and so and that, that's fine. We, we, but unfortunately, the longer that goes on, then the harder it is to correct and, yeah. that, that, and help that person. But uh, yeah, usually it's it's after it's been there for for a while. Yeah, we we have a question on our new patient intake form. The first thing is, what's your main reason for coming in today? And it, it's almost always you know it, pain relief. I've got this. I had this accident, or I've noticed this pain that I've suddenly got, or I'm pregnant and my hips are out, or 
I feel something's off, something's weird. And, and typically, it's like we've discussed, it's, it's not usually something that they can pinpoint exactly where this, you know, they can pinpoint where they felt it first, maybe, but not where it all started, you like, know? Like what caused it? What or, caused it to be? Yeah, sometimes with. they'll be like, hey, ever since I had that car accident yeah. 20 years ago, I've never been the same and I have had these chronic headaches or mm-hmm. these neck pain on and off for years or, you know, or, or a football injury or whatever right. it is that it's early on. They can kind of pinpoint a time when they're just not been the same since. Um, which makes sense because like when we talked about the traumas that can cause damage to the spine and then our body amazingly can cope and deal with things like even a car accident, somebody can get through a car accident and be banged up and sore for a week or two, but then they, uh, the body's trying to adapt and heal and repair uh, through that. And they can potentially have no more pain after those two weeks, but still have a subluxation and damage then going on. And then in 10 years, they do an x-ray and they've got all kinds of arthritis or degeneration and, and scar tissue in around the ligaments and tendons because that the body's been coping with a subluxation, a problem in their spine that they didn't even feel because their body did a great job of trying to adapt to it within those first couple of weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so typically they come, people come in when they, when they feel like it's time, but uh, once they've been here a while, you know, maybe they're getting checked more often. When should we be checked? Uh, typically, when should somebody be checked? Well, come into our office. When did you have your babies checked? Well, my the 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 first one was about six days after he was born. I know our third. We left the hospital eighteen hours after she was born. Not eighteen hours. Uh, it was a day and a half. Whatever that is. I, d- I did a year and a half, which is 18 months, and put it into days. That doesn't work. It was a day and a half after 36 hours after she was born. And then so we, we left the hospital, stopped at the chiropractic office, and Dr. Hill gave her an adjustment before she was two day- fully two days old. And uh, so, yeah, right away. Right away we did that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we had them checked, and they've been coming ever since. So, But what, why did you do? Were they having pain? I don't believe so. Uh, I don't know. You, you don't know, remember the, now by this yeah, time. Yeah. And they, yeah. And they couldn't have told me at that point right. necessarily other than crying a lot and stuff. But we never really had those problems, you know, with crier, over, overly sensitive criers or, or problems nursing or anything like that. Didn't really happen with our kids. Um, but they were getting adjusted from brand new, right? Right. And so, so uh, well, on that, I mean, like we need a lot of people, Hey, well, when did I check my babies yeah. is, is, you know, I cut the umbilical cord and then they, they measure and, and weigh them, whatever. And then they wrap them up and they hand them over. And then that's, I mean, is within a few minutes. Yeah. I'm the first thing I'm wanting to do is check, um, check their, their spine, especially that cervical, um, because, um, I witnessed, the birth of my boys yeah. and um there's a lot of stress mm-hmm. to the neck and actually just today i was reading again on the amount of stress that's averages from 60 to 120 pounds of pulling and tension on a little tiny baby and the amount of uh, uh amount of damage and stress that applies on the cervical spine the neck the brachial plexus the nerves that come out of that is tremendous and unfortunately um, what we see is a lot of uh, damage all the way from the birthing process that a lot of people are unaware of and we think well my my but my child was a c-section well unfortunately c-section 
uh, many times is worse than um, a regular vaginal birth because um, if if hopefully the uh, regular uh, natural birth, then the the mom's able to push from the inside rather than having to have as much pulling and tugging. And but because of the timing and the things in our society and how it's coming about, there's more and more C sections where we're having to pull from the head and the neck to to um, remove the baby. And so we're just, it's increasing and increasing the, the damage that's being done to these babies where we have, unfortunately, uh, quite a few uh, newborns and like a few weeks old that are coming in that are on reflux uh, medications and other medications to help them to stop like throwing up or they're not nursing or they're colicky babies or um, because of subluxation in their spine, in their nervous system, their body, they're not taking food, they're not feeding, they're, there's a lot of stress involved in that. Yeah, so, so them getting, so getting checked right away is, is pretty critical because of all that. So, so I guess the answer to when should people typically come to their office is, is as soon as possible, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, as soon as you realize it's something you should do, you need to go do it. In the perfect world, in my perfect world, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion, would be as soon as the baby is born, as, as soon as possible from that, and then getting checked regularly. Yeah, like, so this, that leads me to this question. Like, p- people who are current patients of ours, how often do we check them for subluxation in our office? It all depends on what their goal is, Yeah. right? Our recommendations are always based on two things, what their goal is and mm-hmm. what we find with their, our findings, you know, our, yeah. our, what kind of condition their spine is in to help them reach their goals. So, for example... We, um, if someone has a healthier spine and they're functioning well, and it may be a once a month for them to be getting checked versus someone that has more arthritic or damage going on, it may be once a week that we're checking their spine to keep their body, their spine, their nervous system optimally functioning. Uh, for, uh, myself, my family, our team, our team, how often do we get checked? Once a week. Once a week. Whether you think you need it or not. Right. We get, we, it's checked. We, uh, working here, you do. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Because uh, we have to deal with all your patients. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there it is. No, uh, <laughs> no but, uh, um, but, the, uh, but we're, we're not going to adjust anything that doesn't need it, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of getting checked. Just yeah. like um, you, you go to the dentist and they're not going to drill down something that doesn't need it, but they're getting your, getting your teeth clean and you're getting things checked, right? Or we're going to brush our teeth regularly, whether they need them or not. Yeah. Uh, more than likely they need it, right? right. For prevention, or I mean, I'm sorry, whether they have pain or not. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going to read this little study too. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. Here's a, a Dr. Abraham Taubin, medical doctor from Harvard Medical School, and says that research indicates that the major cause of spinal subluxation in infants is childbirth, stressing the need for correction from birth so that irreversible degeneration does not occur. Nerve system injury through cervical spine trauma at birth causes abnormal function, abnormal behavior, and early death sits. So here's just one example of, uh, um, not, uh, of, of some research that has been done to help understand that, yeah, this is happening early on. And so one more study, just to, for those of you that like uh, the analyticals that like the research, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, this is from uh, Dr. Gutman, and um, he had done research on a, a thousand infants and it showed that they after examining the thousand babies right after being born 80 percent of them were uh subluxated and had issues at the very top of the cervical and and then he was tracking them and they had problems with everything from nursing difficulty sleeping restlessness torticollis colicky conjunctivitis 
different problems, which those, of course, um, again, subluxations start interfering with the nervous system that doesn't allow our body to work as well, right? Like, so if you, if you are interfering with a cell phone signal, if the bar strength is low, then you're not going to be able to pull up that video very well. So our brain, as we're, our nervous system is trying to communicate and heal and repair and digest and deal with life, if it's not communicating really well, it's like a Wi-Fi or signal strength that is really low. And that's what happens, unfortunately, right from the get-go. So these children that are trying failure to thrive and digest and gain weight, um, colicky and all this stuff, it's, these are the things that we see in our office, uh, mothers and parents and uh, bringing in their children desperately because nothing else is working. And it's that's where it's super rewarding because... And it may, uh, it's so awesome to see just a few ounces of pressure um, to adjust, to restore all of a sudden that, that misalignment, that, that subluxation, removing that so the nervous system can communicate and for that baby to start sleeping and the parents. I mean, you can imagine the, the joy and the excitement, um, the answered prayer it is for these, these families with this new baby, right? And that's where we're passionate about trying to educate our team. That's why we have it in the Better Results Faster Workshop because – we have actually a larger percent now um, of patients that are coming um, preventively, meaning like to come in and get checked um, bef- they're with their babies and their kids as they start learning the importance and understanding their body, their spine, their health, and how important that is for their future. So um, that's where we still have a majority of people that are coming in as a last resort, basically. But there's a, it's a growing percentage of patients and people that are coming in for preventive because they're understanding and they're being educated. Uh, the education over the years is just continually coming out about the, right. the importance of that. Yeah, and you know, just by way of just an anecdotal experience, you know, my do- my <laughs> third child, my daughter, the one who was adjusted right away, is a great example of the kid who would have had tubes in her ears and her tonsils out and all this stuff if it hadn't been for chiropractic care because she 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 got ear aches and issues like that quite a bit growing up when she was young and we would bring her in the first thing we do is bring her in for chiropractic care and we would just increase the frequency of her adjustments and at the time she was getting checked out you would find things especially up up in the upper cervical area, you would find things that needed to be corrected and it would clear, it would open her up and she would get better. And it kept happening. And so you recommended allergy testing and some things like that. And so we did that. We removed some food uh, from her diet, uh, lots of stuff actually, uh, a long list of foods she can't eat. We removed those from her diet and she doesn't have that issue anymore. Uh, those, we, don't, we don't ever bring her in for earaches anymore or, or you know, um, she got strep constantly. You know, she got scarlet fever in the 2000s. She got scarlet fever. But it wasn't that she never got sick or that it protected her from it. It was the, the way, just the things that were already going on in her body. Her body was able to handle it better and cope with it better because of coming in and getting chiropractic adjustments. I mean, I saw it every time we brought her in and took her home and she would, she would become her fun-loving self again the next right. day. You know, I saw it with my own eyes. So you brought up a really big point because this is, uh, I think, a lot of people. Um, so like, for example, when she would come in or, 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 or many patients, we adjust, restore function, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, hey, the ears can drain better, things can function better. But if there's still something going on, like we talked about the three T's, the, yeah. the, the stresses that are still going on to that child or to the adult, guess what? It keeps wanting to come back, right? 
So that's where if we want to really get to the underlying issue, we have to figure out what are the stressors. And for her, one of the big things, like you were mentioning, was her body has different allergens to certain foods, which is a was a toxic to her. It may not be toxic to someone else, but it's a toxic to her. And it creates this subluxation and interference to the nervous system. So we can adjust to restore function, but it keeps wanting to come back until we find out, hey, if we change the diet and improve this over here, all of a sudden that stress has decreased to her body. And all of a sudden she's holding the adjustment more. She doesn't have to be adjusted as frequent, right? So this is really important because the adjustment is not the answer to all health right. issues of life, right? But what it is, it's, a, it's an amazing gift or ability to be able to restore function. But there's still, we have to live our life, uh, and there's stressors and things that come about, um, not only how we sit and things like that, but um, on the other episodes we've talked about, the three T's are the way our thoughts, the stress and tension that we go through on a daily life, and then on top of that, the toxins, the additives to foods and different food, uh, how it's created, and all these things build up, and it creates... Um, stress to our spine and our nervous system. And so we can come along as a chiropractor to help restore that function. But if we don't help a patient understand what is that, why does that keep happening? Right? Anyway, so I, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. And it's, it's a great example of, of the chiropractic care absolutely helping keep from surgeries and things like that because the body was able to function and heal itself on a every time those issues would come up. But then there was still an underlying cause that we had to address that was causing those issues in the first place. And that's why my daughter can't eat like other people can eat, right? But um, boy, we live in a world now where it's easy to get alternatives, thank God. If this was in the 1980s, there would be no options for her eating-wise, right? Right. Uh, or would there even be a way to know that she was allergic to that food? So we're blessed to be in a time when it's a lot easier to eat healthy and eat uh, alternatively for things you can't eat or drink. But, um, but yeah, thank you very much. This has been really good and kind of helped me refresh on why, uh, why it's so important. Now, my kids are coming in in about 15 minutes for their adjustments today, actually. And, and, uh, but they're, you know, my oldest is 15 now. And I said his first was when he was six days old. And he's been coming all this time. And I guarantee you that he's going to grow up, graduate, move out of my house. And he's going to, wherever he ends up, he's going to have a chiropractor. Like yeah. that's, this is a lifetime thing for our family. Yeah. I know it. So. And what's cool is, is uh, um, you know, that's, that's really uh, not super unique in our office. I Meaning we right. have, we have yeah. a lot of families that have been coming in for, you know, 15, 20 years because they, you know, it's helped them get off of medications and things like that. I mean, you know, we don't prescribe or take people off medications, but when their body is functioning well and we find out what keeps causing the stresses. Um, you know, like we've talked about medication can help people, but again, if we're just taking that medication and not really solving, why is my body reacting that way? Yeah. Like, why is it happening? Same thing with the adjustment. We don't want to be just adjusting and adjusting and adjusting and not trying to figure out like, why is the body reacting that way? And it goes back down to how we live our lives. So yeah. the, the healthier and cleaner and, and more we're educated on how to take care of ourselves. It's amazingly, we don't need medication as much. We don't need surgery as much. We yeah. don't need chiropractic as much. Right. 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 And, and that's, that's okay. That's great. We want yeah. people to be healthy and strong and adaptive. But again, we're not, we do not live in a perfect world. And there is, a, I would say probably we have more tension and stress in our daily lives today than we have ever yeah, before. Sure. And, um, so that that with the need for chiropractic in my mind is greater now than ever before. Agreed. Uh, because not only for the the physical 
uh, and, but the psychological elements and stresses, which is so awesome to see patients being able to be adjusted and restore function and balance within the nervous system and have that change the psychological elements, not only the physiological elements and the people that will struggle with anxiety and depression to have that come to life or a child that can't focus and concentrate and, and they are able to get off medications and be able to be more at peace and focus and not have to have a, a medication. You know, like anyway, it's, it's really cool to see, um, uh, just people be able to live to their full potential, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's the answer. The answer is because of that, because there's things we can control in our lives that, that we can control what we eat, we can control whether or not we exercise, but there's things that we can't control, and, and accidents happen, uh, stresses happen, work stress is going to happen, family stress is going to happen, you can't control other people, therefore they're going to stress you out sometimes. Because of that, the answer to the question, when should you get checked for subluxation, is regularly for the rest of your life. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like as soon as possible yeah. and regularly. And what does that regularly mean? It depends on your life, your lifestyle. Exactly. One more example would be a race car needs their tires changed and oil changed and all this stuff more frequently yeah. than a regular vehicle. Correct. So do, wh- what does your life look like? Yeah. Does it look like a race car right? or, or not? I mean, like yeah. w- the amount of stress and things you're enduring and going through storms in life will determine of how much you may benefit from getting checked and getting adjusted, removing interference to allow your nervous system to function without anything uh, blocking that yeah. so it can have full so, function and force. So if you don't see a chiropractor, find one, see one. They're the only ones that can really do this the way we're talking about doing it. You uh, if you do see a chiropractor, stay consistent with your appointments. Go whenever you're scheduled to go. Make sure you're staying consistent. And if you haven't been to your chiropractor in a while, maybe give them a call and see what it's going <laughs> to take bet. Yeah, to get back sure. on a care plan to get checked regularly. Because it's we, we had a patient actually this last month say, he actually told us, he said, this is the best, getting involved here is the best decision I made for my, my life this year is getting involved here because it, it just opened up so many other opportunities for him once he, once he was, was starting to get free from these subluxations and get and be functioning better, he was able to do so much more. And so that, uh, that's just a great example of what getting seen regularly is going to do. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of patients, I know we're running out of time, but the, the, uh, a lot of patients, they'll ask, well, how do you know if I need to be checked or how often or frequently? Well, that's why we have the technology that we have to evaluate function. We're not basing it on just how you feel. We're not, we don't want to base it on just that 10% of how you feel or what we feel. We want to go to a deeper level to understand how how well the the muscles are tugging and pulling the imbalances the nervous system that's controlling the organs the glands inflammation in there how your body's dealing with life and stress with the heart rate variability there's tests and things we're monitoring to look at stuck patterns so we can see is the frequency we have are you on really addressing those underlying issues and to help break those neurological patterns or is it just the surface area of just helping you get some pain relief but you're still going in a negative direction and that's what we don't want to have. If that's your goal not to do that, then we don't want to uh, uh, um, help. I mean, we don't want uh, you to keep going down that path. So that's that's why we do that's the testing. Test. That's right. We and don't. so awesome. So thank you so much for listening and for watching and letting us just kind of rant on a little bit about <laughs> right? this. We, we might be passionate about this topic. I don't <laughs> Maybe. know. And so, but hey, if you have any questions or you have any thoughts on kids or any stories about your family and how chiropractic benefited you, 
Uh, you can email us at info at hillfamilychiropractic.com. That's just info at hillfamilychiropractic.com. And so, yeah, thank you for listening to Stronger, Healthier, and Happier, the official podcast of Hill Family Chiropractic. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and to listen to podcasts. Uh, you can subscribe on our YouTube channel. You can like us on Facebook, like this video on YouTube as well. It helps kind of ping it out there to the algorithm for people to maybe find it and some people who maybe didn't know about us be able to find our, our office or our, our uh, podcast. And uh, so, yeah, so thank you so much, Dr. Hill. Have a great week. Thanks a we'll ton. See yeah, we'll you see y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.